0: So
1: this We're is back.
0: Uh, I, I almost cannot
1: believe it. It's unbelievable. Can you believe it? I'm touching myself as as we speak. It's been in years. A, not in a naughty way. It's been pinching <laughs> myself. Sorry. <I'm> not <laughs> touching <myself. laughs> You're touching yourself. <laughs> it's been a
0: long time since we've been
1: Such a long time. Really
0: long time. How uh, many years
1: has it been since our last show? It's been six years. Six years. Yeah so many things have happened yeah
0: the iraq war yeah the first iraq Iraq Iraq
1: war the olympics everything has changed people have changed there is this new era of spirituality and turmoil and and terrorism 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 is kind of old news and
0: nasa has said that there is ufos it's official but no one cares
1: no one cares really it's like, hello, it's not the 80s, Yes, like we don't care about aliens. Yes,
0: I mean, they tried, really, to impress, but it doesn't work. It's too late for that. It's like newborn <laughs> ufologists. Yeah. But there are not many u- u- newborn ufologists. No,
1: now they only care about, like, vaccinations and, and, and conspiracies and, you know, hating the Jews. They don't care about aliens anymore
0: we're back to the the best of humanity
1: <laughs> the, like greatest hits the greatest uh, hits the greatest people we are back because I think this is great news, news for the audience I think our audience is, right which is
0: much older than us
1: much older
0: because they they for every year we put on they are three years older yes so we haven't seen them for like nearly 20 years now <laughs> yes We are very different.
1: We are very different.
0: They are very different, and they are from all over the world. Should we say that? Of
1: course. Like we have new listeners. So over this hiatus, over these like years we've been away, yes, our um, we have more listeners actually who who started like uh, listening to our previous like older shows. Mm -hmm. So we have new listeners from Texas, from California, from germany from mexico from australia Australia. japan yes so all 12 of them (laughs) are from all over and they must be really excited this is the notion of the eclectic audience imagine Mm -hmm. after like 20 years of waiting Mm -hmm. one day you get the notification on your like podcast app a new episode from the abc of it i imagine
0: it must be really exciting for them
1: Life-changing, almost.
0: It must. It is quite exciting for us, also. It is very exciting. We should say that we like to talk. Yes. And we like to talk sort of with them. Yes. I mean, not really with them. Not to them. To <laughs> them. But but also, <laughs> in a way, feeling the presence. Feeling
1: Feeling this connection.
0: Yes. yes. Because it's not like expressionism that you do it just for yourself, is it? No.
1: It's a... Communication. Communication, yes. Yeah, yeah. So this is the ABC Fita Yes. and Do you remember the concept?
0: I remember the concept vaguely. <laughs> um, it's a good concept, actually. D- d- uh, does our audience remember the concept or should yeah. we remind them? Let's the remind
1: concept. them. So for every episode, we visit one letter of uh, the English alphabet uh-huh. and we only talk about concepts and people and musical bands uh, starting from that letter. Mm-hmm. And today we to resuming midway through the alphabet. Letter O is today's letter. We're
0: kind of halfway through the alphabet, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, or a bit more than halfway. Well,
1: I don't know. I'm not good with um, statistics. Mm-hmm. The point is, we never thought we would finish this project, especially so you. Well, yes, because I know our attention span is not, you know, that great. It's very low historically speaking. but But who knows maybe we finish it and you know what maybe we
0: are underestimating each other and ourselves Mm -hmm. because we are very loyal actually FITA is a loyal brand and people should remember that Mm -hmm. it's a brand that it's here with you
1: it stays with you until you die and when you think we forgot we didn't forget we never forget we are always watching you
0: we are always there with you just before you go to bed
1: and in the tube when you hear the voice telling you your shit
0: that's our voice
1: (laughs) this is our voice
0: and um, (laughs) we are very happy to have managed to go inside your brains in such a way Mm -hmm. to be able to affect you love you influence you even if you throw us away in the bin at the end of the day
1: unfortunately
0: because this is uh, we are your fathers and this is the you know the destiny of the fathers to be thrown in the bin and it's not by chance that a father and fita they both start with the letter F
1: that's a big truth Mm -hmm.
0: now let's leave the letter F It's so far behind us. That was in 1994. It was a good
1: episode, though.
0: Yeah. We spoke about the death of Kurt Cobain and other things that happened around that time. But
1: now we are in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the year 2020. 2020. Such a futuristic year. It's a a lovely year. Difficult year. Very difficult year. For everybody. And that's why we came back, really. We were like, okay people need us okay it's yeah
0: it's a really difficult time yeah it's the
1: time to come back did we want to do the podcast no but but the people could not hey, it's the duty people in texas yeah you know texas it's really difficult like 2020 in texas Shit. imagine yeah or yeah. germany
0: it's not particularly
1: difficult but it's germany you know even when you get the money from the state and you know you have the parks and you have the twinks and everything it's still Germany.:
0: <laughs> Exactly. So we are doing our, our duty here to support people who have been our friends, mm-hmm. to support people who have been our
1: enemies. Yes. I mean, we primarily do this for our enemies, really, because we have a religious role, and they are and we are committed to our enemies as, as we are committed to our friends, right? Because we speak the truth
0: always and the truth will always be difficult Mm -hmm. let us uh, listen to a song and Mm -hmm. we come back with some old subjects yes
2: one o'clock in the morning six o'clock in the evening 4 o'clock in the afternoon. My watch is slow. My watch is fast. You have plenty of time. I have no time. Day at night, this evening, last night, yesterday morning, tomorrow morning, the day after tomorrow, the day before yesterday, every day. All day, day and night. <laughs> be fair weather tomorrow according to the weather forecast (laughs) the sun shines the flowers bloom
1: a lovely song yes I wouldn't expect you would find uh, lots of things f- starting from O.
0: okay it's not it has, it's not like it's been very easy mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a difficult letter of the alphabet is it yes um, but it's not impossible I mean in a couple of weeks we have Q coming and Gosh, obviously there is th- no band starting with Q it's but Yes, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 glad you enjoyed this. And uh, what is our first keyword? Because I think our introduction has been a bit long. Yeah, it's true. Our 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 uh, audience would like to. I have a word
1: I wanted to to get it out of our symptom uh, symptom (laughs) out of our system. Out of our symptom. Oh my god! Oh my god! Psychoanalysis still with us guiding principle for this show Um, but uh, it's Orpheus actually an opera two big O's Uh. Uh. okay shall we say something about our past couple of years we
0: were gonna do an opera
1: which is ridiculous
0: yes which doesn't really make sense (laughs) yes the only reason we were gonna do an opera was because in our first interview you said I want to do an opera yeah it's and then it's kind of magic this is the 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 dynamic we have i have to do what you say it's true we eventually made an opera
1: and like we are serious like dead serious about like we got commissioned by the fucking national opera of greece yeah um to do an adaptation a queer adaptation of uh, orpheus by let's uh, avoid the q word for today (laughs) for now for now uh by uh, Ovid Ovidius, Ovidius no, no it's whatever Claudio uh, Yeah. but it would be nice if it was from all <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes but it what it isn't um <laughs> so we we spend a really long time doing this a ridiculously long time doing this in terms of intensity yeah. I mean yeah 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 um
1: and we did a quite I
0: like this idea of show. of length in intensity. <laughs> how, how, does, how does length... Intensity, length. It means that, for example, I had days that were 34 hours.
1: I mean... In a way, in a way, it was.
0: in a way, in a way, it was like this. Um, and then, what happened to us? We didn't have the chance to finish it, to, to present it. No, so we finished it. We
1: finished the work, we had our uh, dress rehearsals, and then... Covid, Covid happened. The day of our um, big debut, (laughs) yes, the premiere, yeah, was the first day of the quarantine in the lockdown. Yeah, the curfew. So it
0: didn't happen. It didn't happen. (laughs) No, and and we have this thing in our brains like a like was supposed to happen. It didn't happen. Was it supposed to, like it was supposed to happen because it was it was done, but it wasn't really supposed to happen because it didn't make sense for us to do something like this. So it's almost like what is the point of all this? Yes. And of course, <laughs> let's go back to the myth of Orpheus itself. And maybe there is
1: something there. Oh, exactly, right? A poetic kind of justice moment. Mm-hmm. Like so l- just as Orpheus, he was a bit and he didn't obey the rules and he lost uh, Euridity the same way <laughs> we didn't
0: obey the rules whatever the rules were I think it was a mixture of we didn't obey the rules of the of local queers or the rules of or opera of, <laughs> of opera or the rules of institutions yeah we st- didn't obey a number of rules yeah And we were punished (laughs) by justice.
1: Yeah. Anyway, one thing to say about opera. Because I think, okay, in the context of this show, in terms of a concept, opera as a concept, it's quite an interesting concept for me. Like, okay, I'm someone who has not much of a relationship with the world of opera Mm -hmm. before. So there are some things I really like about opera. I like how ridiculous it is. Mm -hmm. I like how you you tell a story in this ridiculous format like so people are like playing this uh, like acting while singing which is already s- but it's i mean i mean uh, yeah the thing
0: that you're that you're suggesting that it's a camp thing yeah. i think it's it, that's like one thing but yeah. actually what both in general our understanding of opera mm. the little understanding we have yeah. but also our experience with it is the fact that it's not just camp, it's also kind of meta. Meta, yeah. It's like it allows you to create a number of characters yeah, yeah. that you could be dead serious about, but which at the same time are extremely hysterical exactly. and, and kind of performative. Yeah. And therefore you create a dialectic already there in the form. Yeah 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 yeah. Whether you identify as a maker with these characters or not. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a really, I mean, I guess musicals, someone could same, say, is, si- yeah. is similar. And
1: what what, would what like Lanthimos does in his films. like
0: Or, or, or uh, Dancer in the Dark, yeah, in a way, is yeah. exactly on this cusp of, it, you know, it's playing with your emotions, yeah. but it's always at, at all times reminding you that, it, you know, there are just people singing and dancing. Should yeah. you be identifying so much with this emotional story?
1: Yeah. It's a bit like, at the same time, dead serious and extremely ridiculous, which is difficult to pull nowadays you know people ha- like the audience is quite i don't know there is like they this want the positioning yeah yeah and also uh in terms of like all these debates around naturalism in theater and brechtian and blah blah you know there's there's been so much of this kind of tension uh, in the you know in the performing arts world so it's, it's kind it's kind of liberating to have this um really kind of Uh, so
0: in a way in a full circle we come to the conclusion that actually it does really make sense that we did an opera yeah actually
1: I can I I think it would be much more difficult for us to actually direct a a play where people just speak Eh? maybe yeah anyway and that's the one thing one last point about opera because okay um, who cares um (laughs) <laughs> uh, after, after all this, after all this time, you know, I mean, whatever. Um, uh, if you have contacts in the opera world, uh, dear listeners, we're still interested in staging. I'm not, I'm
0: not staging anything else in Athens. You, yeah, but if you Texas, have contacts in in Belgium,
1: Japan, and Belgium, uh, yeah, please be let, us let, let us know. Yes. Put us in contact. Yes. Um, the last point: there was a backlash from the local opera world for us uh, staging a play uh, staging yeah an opera where basically the characters were gay because yes. that was one of our kind of in our adaptation orpheus was a gay man that was quite shocking to me it's did you
0: expect y- you this you couldn't you couldn't imagine that it's so old fashioned you mean yeah because it's so
1: camp because they are all gay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true both the performance and the audience that likes opera why were they shocked by this? <laughs> I mean,
0: it's Athens. Maybe. No, no, it's it has to do... I guess it's our usual problem that we just lay a mirror in front of the audience's Jesus face. Jesus
1: Christ. And you know what else? You remember my... like, Because we had a really kind of eccentric, for example, costume designer, and the first time we did the fittings, the people of the opera were like, oh, these are very provocative. And I was looking at the classically... Dressed um, ballet dancers, and I was like, "You can see these people's testicles." <laughs> yeah. How can you not see I that? I think
0: th- the, the testicles of the dancers are like so a, a classical elephant in the room, and and I think that's a problem with.
1: with you can Greeks. see some of them. You can see the shape of the pins and the little exactly. veins.
0: And the, the, I don't I don't know I don't know about veins, but you can definitely <laughs> see the head. The head. The yeah. head is definitely shows like the moment where it starts the head yeah that you can definitely see but the
1: and and then okay oh but you have drag queens i'm like darling you have balls (laughs) (laughs) you have like
0: tights with balls yeah yeah I, I, i don't know i think i think it's this this notion i mean i think that's our problem in general because we dismantle when we when we deal with something we dismantle it Completely, and we start from like a blank page yeah. in a way, and the people who don't dismantle, which is mo- how most people work, they start from the fact that yeah this is uh this is what they wear, and you don't make fun of that because that's yeah. the that's what it is that's yeah, the yeah, that's yeah. the you know the the genre that's the the given yeah um. Ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous, actually, and 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 I think, I mean, what you're suggesting is in a way opening the whole question about whether someone should do a particular type of art in general. Yeah. I don't understand why someone should do a particular type of art. Um, I have
1: more to say about that when it comes to the poet of the day of the week. Okay.
0: All right. Let's listen to another song because we've been talking for a bit, yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: There's nothing amiss in my universe. Money should upgrade herself in any way, shape or form. And it's... It's sad. That he could see the baby. Curiosity. English Reserve. Pale substitute, some find it cute, I find it mute, and it doesn't serve, I call your name. Throat. It's an emotive experience and we unswervingly pursue Love we do fervently and frantically too
1: You know what? What? <laughs> this O situation has lots of like words that have been really significant to us but we are a bit uh, over them. Over them.
0: Over identification.
1: Yes. Oh I don't not too sure if I want to talk about over identification you today. Neither. Do you want to skip? Um, do you want to say something about it or not at all anything? We've been using it a lot in our work as a term.
0: Yeah, but no, not really, not really. I don't think it it applies to us so much anymore anyway.
1: Yeah. Okay, I uh, we can skip. You want <laughs> something more fun?
0: But if someone wants to read something about overidentification, that's that's great. Uh you should look at a, uh, you know, right. go to YouTube and look at a video where uh, Slavoj Žižek describes the work of Leibach. Yeah. And it's the ultimate discussion of over identification together with an article from Bavo. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what it was called? Over identification. Uh, something, okay. Um no let's go to the next keyword.
1: Only fans.
0: The next keyword is only fans.
1: Only fans. It's a different territory. Only fans? I don't I don't know much about that. Yeah I know um, a lot. You can ask me let's stage it as an interview
0: is it a porn thing yes is it about uh, amateur porn yes um is it about essentially
1: being a private porn studio in your house no it's more like instagram but like allowing basically nudity and sex okay i'm really i'm really you pay really money to be able to see someone naked yes which is ridiculous if you think about it right because there is so much nudity ex- you mean. Like, and also like like there is so much porn available online but there is not really that much porn. exactly so it is a paradox but only a surface paradox really it's and it all starts from pornhub and this um and this whole like conglomerate behind pornhub so um like 10 years ago they basically aggressively acquired all of the free um porn streaming websites, this big company. Um, Now it's called MindGeek. I don't remember the previous name. And what they did was basically devaluing porn by making it really free. And at the same time, because the porn studios don't have the power of like studios like Disney, they couldn't fight back all the copyright infringement that was happening. So, basically, at the end, Pornhub bought the studios, like all these porn studios. So, you mean Pornhub is now one of the biggest players in pornography? Essentially, a monopoly. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So, what has then happened was many sex workers that used to make lots of money through doing porn because the studios were paying well, because obviously it's a job, you know, you want to get paid well to do it but like because now there is such a huge crisis our generation has no access to good jobs blah 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 and also there is less stigma around sex work I guess Um, anyway more people want to do it but like now there is significantly less money in doing porn
0: ah so it's it's a little bit similar with what happened with record labels and music then
1: essentially Uh, totally Essentially,
0: Talk? the the it's it's like the MySpace era for por- for porn actors.
1: Yeah, but unlike music, the musicians they have their l- 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 gigs, and uh, and they're selling merits, and they have other ways to make money. Yeah, but yeah, okay. T O okay. K. Yeah,
0: okay, but not everybody can do gigs. I mean, you know, you could be a musician that. Uh, the type of things you do are not uh, sellable easily live, it's and that you were, and that you that, that uh, you used to, you know,
1: make money with uh, selling CDs. You can still self-publish on Bandcamp and make and take the full money. If yeah, but it's not so common anymore.
0: People do not expect to pay money for releases so easily, apart from the geeks that buy the vinyl. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, okay. I
1: don't know. I don't, as you know, music. I don't, I don't know how. For
0: look, I am not against f- of of course the MP3ization and destruction of labels, but it would be silly to say that it didn't change the way in which people can
1: make money. So now, we are in this n- next stage in the porn world, where lots of um, basically established performers, they're like, "What the fuck is this bullshit? Like, why we don't get any money?" while Pornhub is literally making billions. So it's a it's an m- Amazon situation, like they create mm-hmm. this huge global monopoly, monopoly. and p- the performers are like, what the fuck is this? How did we end up here, right? So they started kind of using social media to start making money, and they started using Snapchat but okay, just to pause you a little bit, because I'm starting to get bored of, of this
0: okay. kind of like really, really, really long analysis, historical <laughs> analysis <laughs> of uh, Porn. millennial pornography. Okay, I'm getting to the point. Yes. Uh, the, the, the question is,
1: what does it offer that it's so special? Uh, this is what I want to discuss. So now we have this social media type of content, so uh, amateurs and, and por- por- porno- porno- pornographers. Yeah, like sex workers, let's say. They do this, they produce their content and sell it through OnlyFans to people who pay subscriptions. But why do people want to pay this subscription? So one of the explanations is that people want this personal kind of relationship with the performers. So they give like five, ten dollars a month and they can, you know, chat with the performer a little bit or send a DM. But actually I don't buy this. And what is your I think it's the death drive. People want to spend money for sex. <laughs> it's like it's like it's as if saying that people go to strip show strip clubs because they want to see women. I don't think that's true. There is something more. Do you understand?
0: Yeah, I'm 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 having I'm having a slight difficult time Do you know the fetish capitalism and, and
1: and and uh sex and death drive? Like listen, do you know the fetish like the um, what's the name? financial domination? Of course I know financial domination. Is it like that you think? I think it is like democratizing financial domination. So it's financial domination for the masses. I see. It's like I pay you I pay you so I don't know, so I can create some sort of it's it's almost relationship.
0: Like, yeah, it's like it's like you are taking your clothes off because I pay you. You're yes. not taking them anyway. Exactly
1: like in Pornhub. And it's stuff. not about the personal messages because I've been on OnlyFans and I've followed a couple of people and it's tr- whatever. Like this is the least exciting part of the experience. Like you getting this like really like form you like messages like who cares and also sometimes it's they're clearly they're trying to sell I'll give you also another uh, another thing
0: wh- without really knowing I'm just gonna be like yeah. throwing maybe something you should here. start
1: maybe you should start an OnlyFans account
0: right <laughs> um, uh, I will give you another one yeah. Um
1: can it be also
0: something to do with um, a need for a return to cults and mm. like grouping like we, you know, when the when the um, when the person, because because OnlyFans is, you know, you could say it's the same with P- Patreon and stuff like that. Like it's not, yeah. Like there are other things that that work at yeah. the moment, yeah. like yeah. this. That this whole thing where someone just like addresses you and says thank you to my fans and and I'm gonna take my clothes off now in this case for you and or whatever no. or I've made this video for you there is a sense that you know there's a body of people who have made that happen
1: Kala, it's totally I'm wondering that wondering if
0: there is something there too it's
1: totally that because also cults have this element of like paying to sub- to participate in this kind of experience and also there is this this sense because oh people say oh it's like because people don't have relationships but the relationship is not with the pornographer the relationship is with the other men masturbating women masturbating mm-hmm. Is the communion.
0: And also I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, g- I'm going to put another thing down since mm-hmm. you're opening this up. I'm wondering if there is a thing to do with your generation mm. having lost somehow the value of things. Mm. The the capitalist, the, the financial, the effort value of things if I, if I was to make it like
1: I this. I'm not sure I follow.
0: It used to be expensive to get good porn.
1: Ah, right, right It used to be
0: expensive You used to, you know, if you weren't really well off You used to have to save some money And, you know, as a late teenager Yeah, as a late teenager Or or as an early 20-year-old person It was like something that, you know, you It wasn't available It It was like you had to actually make some effort to get
1: it Yeah
0: And I'm wondering whether in general Because there is this saturation of free things Yeah the internet maybe there is a a sort of comeback to a kind of no actually paying for it is is appreciating it thing
1: yeah I was like yeah I, w- I was thinking that uh, in my last job the first day I told my boss um who was wondering if he should put um a filter on the internet so his children don't access porn. I told him, Well, by the age of 12, there was no porn in the world that would have shocked me. For some reason, I thought that was an appropriate thing to say to your (laughs) boss. As one does. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was solid advice. And
0: he he was shocked.
1: I saw his eyes (laughs) opening wide. (laughs) You know, this English. Mm, Interesting. Yes, let's uh let's move to a song. Yeah. <laughs> So we're back ABC of FITA episode
0: O. Your favorite podcast in the whole world The best podcast And the best is back And for free For free Maybe we should start an only OnlyFans too <laughs> Yes, I was telling you What is the
1: next word? The next word is um, Opinions Oh, Something it's a very difficult one for take me. It takes us to our f- like to the beginning of our friendship.
0: Yes. Do you want to tell um, our audience uh, about this, uh, the beginning of our friendship in terms of the n- the word opinions?
1: Yeah. I mean, we come from a different from different generations. Yeah.
0: I am Gen X or Gen Xenial, actually. And you are a hundred percent millennial.
1: Yeah, I'm. Quite the millennial, I think. Um, and for millennials, there is this... No, like, it's more more of a postmodern generation, mm-hmm. like For sure. Less kind of commitment to knowledge, to structures. Yes. And you also come... Not only you are at the Gen X, your studies also were dealing with uh, structuralism like, mm-hmm. in, in the arts. Yeah. So I remember at some point that I was kind of presenting my view as equally valid as yours or something like that on something you didn't know it was something I didn't really know and didn't have a particular investment on either not at all an investment (laughs) and you were like okay there is such thing as an opinion (laughs) but there is also knowledge knowledge
0: which uh, I should say for our Greek audience because it's beautiful yeah ignomi
1: so it's also a beautiful alliteration with uh, with a similar words there. Anyway. And do you what stand behind w- this? What uh, did you think back then? And actually, there was a part of me that was excited by this um, new limit. But I was also like, ah, that's not real. Come on. Well, I mean... I have been
0: accused of being an elitist obviously because knowledge is gen- generally comes with um you know studies and and uh uh the privilege of being able to be educated and so on. Yeah. Whereas opinion it's Isn't like, like it as it says everybody's got one. Yeah, exactly. Um but having looked at where we are, yeah. With a Trumpian
1: thing going on, yeah, and, and the post-truth,
0: and the post-truth, there is a problem
1: there. I mean, there is a problem, but
0: there's a, there's a there's a real problem there because I don't know. The the internet created a a, a scenario which mm. is kind of false that the moment that many people tell us what they think, yeah, somehow democracy will be working brilliantly.
1: But to to our defense, as millennials. Who started this bullshit about the internet? Like the transmedial, you know, like, uh, u- yeah, like the Lesian techno utopians.
0: Yeah, but you know, the techno utopians, uh, they might uh, start from uh, our generation and back, mm-hmm. but they bear bore f- more fruit in your generation. Somehow you're the millennials. I mean, I guess also because they just did. Know, you know, your generation just didn't have access to material things yeah, and yeah. to material reality as much. Yeah, um, it was a very good thing to grab, to uh, to g- g- you know, to grab yourself onto, to latch yeah. yourself onto yeah, yeah. this kind of potentiality.
1: Thanks. And there is this thing: the, the problem with the objective knowledge is that, yeah, what you said, uh, it's elitist, but also it hides its political agenda. Like, for example, before social media, you would have these m- big media kind of companies that they controlled the narratives and they imposed their narratives as objective knowledge versus what people say in the streets, which is opinions. And I think, you know, that's also not great. But that's that's a little bit uh,
0: strange, though, because it's almost like you're saying that anybody who believes in... um. Yeah. Cannot be post-structuralist. The post-structuralist is par excellence against knowledge. And I think this is not exactly like this. How is it? It's against grand narratives. We
1: came back with... uh, There is a a difference between grand narratives and knowledge. Okay, what is knowledge then? It's it's not K letter, but...
0: I mean, I mean, uh, the the whole point of of knowledge is, I don't know. To me, has a, a, an element of devotion to right anything to so a cause to so a a commitment commitment. Right. There is a commitment. Uh, the millennials don't like to commit. Yeah, or they haven't been giv- been given the chance. I mean, I know this. I know the why. It's a the, it's a different generation to our generation. I know there is the things that caused this. But this lack of commitment is very dangerous, I think.
1: You know what happened. I think you take the lack of commitment of the millennials who kind of like the opinion, you create this infrastructure to accommodate that, which is social media, and then you give this infrastructure to boomers. That was... And then... It's... Disaster. uh, Because they commit to the opinion. We do it, but it's... You know,
0: maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's what happened. Is that that um, that uh, a millennial mode of expression ended up in the hands of boomers?
1: And y- because and, it's and exactly what
0: you were saying. And the worst of the generation X. I don't know. But maybe that's,
1: that's what exactly what you were saying. So these people who grew up with grand narratives, they get this kind of like legitimization of opinions, and then they think their opinions are grand narratives. So you get the deconstruction and you use it in this like shitty way.
0: yeah so so you would ban people uh, from a, from a certain age up from using Facebook.
1: M- might put some tests like up, up front before they can share their like thoughts. Yeah
0: No I mean I mean look you're, you're saying something like this and you're laughing. Mm. You're smiling and you're l- laughing. In a guilty way, yeah. But it's why? Why would you smile and laugh in a guilty way about something which has to do with I don't know quality and 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 and, yeah. and uh, um, what should I say accountability? Yeah. When something is a semi-public or totally public platform, there should be modes of accountability for it. It's not. It's not possible that it's open to anything. Or it is possible, but then it leads to disasters.
1: Yeah.
0: But it cannot be that there is no some kind of accountability. And you know what? But I who
1: decides that? Like, that's the question. So I agree with you. Okay, opinion versus knowledge. I agree with you. This is a problematic, you know, setup. But like, who. And, and legitimize you know what? Because, who we legitimizes started, because we started knowledge. with
0: with opinion which we started with opinion and i want to go back into that and i, I and i want to say that my understanding of knowledge yeah. is not something that has to do with necessarily with being academic yeah, yeah. or or it, it has to do with commitment it has to do with you know
1: like actually going deep and l- finding something. Acts, but all the conspiracy theories they, are they committed they say that they go deep. Right? They're really committed. And then what do you do? They're like committed committed like
0: uh, yeah to the point where they start imagining things uh, because of the de- depth in which and it's supposedly the connections there. they find. I see.
1: So I I like it as an idea but unfortunately there are examples look I'm not saying
0: that there is a, a solution to that obviously we mm. don't have a solution to post truth ex-
1: we will find it some point because yeah. now we
0: decided to go back to the ABC of Ita. to ABC of
1: Ita, we're done with uh, identity politics so we need to, to solve new. we're
0: to- so done with identity so politics. we need to
1: solve a new problem yeah I and think that
0: is the problem of truth of proof yeah truth <laughs> we, proof.
1: Will, we will s- solve that problem yes in the next years or so we have like 10 14 episodes left <laughs> we shall solve the problem of truth problem, um, knowledge and truth knowledge and truth right No, and th- maybe look maybe we have a little time for justice the, the too the
0: only the only thing I want to say about opinion is yeah. that I would like us to remember yeah that something I- that we state in on Facebook is an opinion.
1: Ah, right, this right, is right 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 the only
0: thing that I would like to I would like us to remember
1: we're not judges we're not politicians we're not scientists exactly. and like
0: exactly that's it like as long as we remember this that yeah. this is an opinion it's like and a fart you know
1: fart in the yeah, wind
0: which is a fart in the wind as you say that's okay mm. you know
1: mm. no and, I, and I think good.
0: that you know if, if everybody had that kind of Reflection and that sort of self, uh, self mocking that mm. the acceptance that this is an opinion includes in a way by yeah. default. Yeah,
1: it would be much
0: easier it the situation. I,
1: I think before social media, having an opinion in a group of pe- like voicing an opinion in a group of people, you know, people could you know be upset or like make fun of you, but it wouldn't be this the end of the world. And like it would be like okay, he said a stupid thing. I think on.
0: there is also the um, scriptamanent problem. Yeah. Totally. You know, that combination of written and public, yeah, really difficult. Yeah. Really difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way you can write something there that doesn't that 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 would not lead you to bullshit is if you have thought about it really 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 mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and then you did not there was no thread answer 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 thing that was happening in real time yeah because if you do it in person then people forget they recreate it in their brain yeah. you have time to explain it later and so or on pretend
1: you said something different yeah
0: if it is an email on the other on the other hand yeah it is something that you sat down you wrote it I mean okay some people send crazy emails but that's not really the common thing to do no so there is a s- severe problem with with the, the social media platforms I think yes
1: in terms <laughs> of opinion. I
0: think this is this is this is
1: yeah. We are at this point. I may agree, obviously. Oh everyone agrees and no one will knows what to do, but as I said, give us some time.
0: We'll uh move to a song now and right. uh then we'll go into the philosopher of uh this uh session and uh later in the years we will have the answers for truth and knowledge. Great
1: With the philosopher of the week, and for let oh, let's say we didn't have a choice. (laughs) It's
0: not like there is, yeah, there's been there are so many people, huh?
1: Not that many. So we will talk about William of Ockham.
0: William of Ockham.
1: Do you know that guy? (laughs) No. So he lived in the 13th century. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while since he's been. uh, Longer
0: than our last show.
1: Yeah, slightly longer. Um. He is a theologian. You know, like the medieval philosophers, they're always a bit dodgy. Yeah, like theology. Yeah, he liked theology, but he also liked nominalism. Oh, my favorite. I know. (laughs) For our friends who want to know more about nominalism, you can go to letter N.
0: Did we speak about that? I don't even remember. I
1: don't remember either. But But go to letter N anyway. (laughs) I think we must have spoken about it because it's really important it's to true, you. It's true, it's true, very important. So, to nominalism it. is this philosophical theory? When
0: it's okay. They can go to the letter N.
1: Imagine if there is no nominalism there. What a shame. Yeah, go on. Anyway, but what. He's not famous for his amazing nominalist uh, theories. Um, he's famous for his mm. razor. The razor. razor. Occam's razor. So, Occam's razor, and if there are some logicians. Acc- Um, among our audience and they know more about it we don't care (laughs) I thought you would say uh, contact
0: us and let's continue this discussion
1: obviously my understanding of this is based on my very quick reading of the Wikipedia page (laughs) yes well done Uh, as one does with philosophy as one does with (laughs) philosophy anyway so Occam's Razor what is Occam's Razor? so is this axiom that if there are multiple kind of um, ways to solve the problem... What, what do you mean by a problem? Mathematical or logical problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the right one is the, the shortest one, basically. So basically, if someone tells you... And people have used this in multiple contexts as an axiom, right? So if someone says, Oh, it's not like I have difficulty with this person because it reminds me of my father is because that person that uh, last weekend um, sh- uh, he said this thing but the previous weekend he said a different thing and that is disrespectful so he gives you like a really long ex- like explanation and you're like actually i think it's before, because it reminds you of, <laughs> of your, your father, father. <laughs> mm-hmm. sorry i i brought psychoanalysis you in you brought a li- again. psychoanalysis in it oh. <laughs> ch- just the easy way out i mean mm-hmm. but this is this is ockham's razor like okay um, why do you try to find this really complicated answer where the the, the obvious answer is okay. But but isn't, I mean, I- and is people it want nuance and they're like, no, no, comes a razor. No, I want nuance. I want complexity. Uh, I mean, yeah, and like people are so basic and you're like, darling, you want complexity, but you're not. on because that. Because
0: someone can say, uh, I mean, you know, we were talking mm. about opinions and so on before. Someone can say that, you know, or, or 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 isn't it that, yeah. that part of French philosophy is about meandering? Yeah, exactly. It's about going around. It's not about finding the answer to the problem. And it's about the journey of, you know...
1: And do we want to waving, indulge... Waving
0: around the problem.
1: French people, no. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. For if we want to indulge French, phil- French philosophers, but... W- 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 how wh- how do you deal with something like aesthetics and beauty then i mean mm. this is not exactly a an, uh, answering a problem it's more going
1: around the topic really mm. rimming around the topic rimming around the topic <laughs> yeah so maybe Ockham's razor is okay. It goes good for the medieval times. Because, for
0: example, I mean, you, you, you,
1: not you, you mentioned
0: rimming, but you know, I mean, if you actually think about rimming, yeah, it's not really something that it's about going for the target. It's something about round and round and round. Do you think
1: everyone knows this?
0: No, some people are bad rimmers, but the the yep. people who are good rimmers, they know that it's not. I mean, you know, there's no.
1: Treasure to be... No, and also, <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, I mean, th- you know, there is a treasure <laughs> in a way. But but the, the the point is that, you know, if you directly go for the treasure, then you miss the treasure hunt. And if you miss the treasure hunt, that's like less than half the, a bit the pleasure, isn't it? I mean... It's like, what is going on? Because th- the whole point of, of of treasure is that it's like hidden or something like this. It's not like it's given to you by your parents. Gala, you it?
1: went full on French philosophy now. Yeah, sorry. So no functionalism, no logicians, just rimming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no, but there is good rimming and bad rimming, right? You know, because if, if rimming ends up just being like, la 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 la, and then it ends up not really being rimming. Then you're thinking, okay, now you that's like the This could be rimming and it's that's like the other person's feet, for example. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like lines of flight. Yeah, it's like the it's lines like of
0: flight have sent you to rim the chair, for <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah. like licking the Yeah, you're licking the air conditioning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's I mean, I didn't say that. I didn't say that the whole the point is to, you know, to end up the their conditioning. I'm saying that you know, <laughs> there is there is um there is a pleasure in taking yep. your time ar- before reaching the goal. Yeah,
1: like a okay. I guess. Okay, okay. This lovely mo- medieval-like monk is not uh, providing a framework for our future.
0: I have to say, look, I mean, I. It's really hot. Though. I I I don't. I mean, there was some years ago
1: like a medieval twink
0: there was some years ago uh this conference in greece of the Lesians mm. and he had like 140 papers or whatever something stupid like this yeah, that, that no one could 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 really watch and i went for like a couple of paper a couple yeah. of you uh, no, f- a few hours i couldn't really stand it very yeah. long because they were really not saying anything yeah they were like really not committing to anything. Yeah,
1: there was not really.
0: There was like uh, it was farts basically. Yeah, it was like really farts. And were
1: schadenloogical metaphors all the way. But yeah,
0: you know. But no, I mean, I mean, I think a fart is a good metaphor because
1: it has some impact.
0: It has impact. It is also produced by things that are possibly good for you. Yeah. Or are food or our <laughs> food for thought yeah it's just food for farts food for farts. that's the less fff <laughs> and and yeah it's and and and, and uh, i mean the whole point is to t- i mean i guess we're, g- we're back to truth and 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 this isn't it
1: it's terrible
0: it's terrible we're and we have a big crisis we have a truth crisis in and our era tea
1: is coming up in five episodes so hmm it's like we're building up towards that but p of post truth comes in the next episode right
0: (laughs) you didn't think about that did you let's move to a song Back, we're back to the ABC of FITA.
1: What a journey!
0: What a journey!
1: Oh, letter today. We're discussing concepts from starting from O um, we're and our, our
0: audience shouts,
1: Oh, so, they're back! Oh, dear!
0: Oh, dear!
1: And the music, a wonderful post-punk jam starting from oh, yes, amazing stuff! Amazing stuff. Shall we discuss a new topic? Yes, please. What is next? Ah, a what? difficult... Not difficult, whatever. A, a, an interesting topic. Uh, offensive humor. Ooh. Ooh. Offensive humor. Ooh. I mean, you know, one would say offensive humor or whatever. Like we're, we're Why? Done.
0: Because we're done with this, you think?
1: Well, <coughs> obviously not. I mean, it's worth saying that w- uh, we, as people... We have a turbulent relationship with offensive humor mm-hmm. i as a child and teenager and whatever i always liked offensive humor this edginess Edgy of humor. humor i i mean uh, really i really i like uh, you like absurd. jokes about death and so on i like absurdity in humor but i i like you know that's why offensive humor is effective is because it's transgressive right no Mm-hmm. Anyway. But
0: absurd and transgressive is not the same.
1: Well, not the same, but uh, don't they have some sort of like? Uh, they can
0: overlap. Okay. Overlap, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Because absurd is about always making fun of reality yes. and subverting ex- expectation, which mm-hmm. is like the, the the you know the function of humor. Like.
0: Yeah, but one could say you could subvert uh, things without uh, offending. Yes why is there a need to offend
1: anyway and then it comes to the politics of of you know punch punch up don't punch down mm-hmm. all this kind of notion of like oh offensive humor is often like taking the piece off like people without privileges you know identity politics etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. and i'm saying that like oh i'm a bit bored but also I am not doing mm. this type of jokes really mm-hmm. in my life or especially in my public life let's say <laughs> the,
0: I mean <laughs> I think I think the question is not I mean obviously we are not here to ask whether offensive humor is good good when it uh, punches down yeah it's not about this obviously the question is, what is offensive humor, and how far can humor reach to deal with the darkness of the human experience before it becomes problematic? But l- or okay, who frames but what also the punching,
1: the punching down, uh, the punching down humor. I mean, we shouldn't take as given that is um, like ma- damages somehow the people without privilege i think that's also an open discussion like if i make uh, a racist joke um i don't know to a friend of mine with a friend of mine um how like what is the damage it's like normalizing
0: Yeah, but I'm not sure it works like this. Yes. I mean I mean it's not it's not a point of who hears it exactly. exactly it's a question exactly. of normalizing normalizing Violent. discourse. Yeah. It normalizes discourse. I, I, I don't have such a problem with that, with the fact that particular particular things normalize discourse. My problem is more psychoanalytic. It's what it's is to it? do with Yes, but is it good not to talk about things? Is it good to block humor? Is this the right way to deal with issues?
1: Yeah, I mean because is it is it is, it, is,
0: it, is the prohibition of swastikas s- sorting the problem of Nazis in Germany? That that's what I mean. This is this is my my issue. You know, it's like okay, um They've banned Little Britain because it uses black faces. Right. Is this a solution? I don't know. Is it a, is it a solution? Because I'm thinking... Does this show really particularly have the blackface element central to its character? I would say no
1: there is this thing with wha- offensive wha- humor that they're like because I know it from myself and obviously like this is subjective and uh, and everything but like there, I- there are like different types of offensive jokes and some of them I find really like sh- bad and problematic and boring and everything and some others I think they open up the possibility of of I don't know of connecting yeah but the problem uh, with that is that you know then who's going to decide exactly but that's the thing but that's the thing that's the thing and because we cannot have this discussion of nuance and complexity every time a joke is being spoken, so we decided we decided that this is not worth it let's 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 basically foreclose this space of the of the offensive jokes um and that's why, like, very often you, you will hear like the right-wing people on the internet, like the alt-right people, saying, "Oh, the left can't meme because you see the left is meme and is like full of text and explanations and asterisks and nuance." Yeah, but I mean, and it's like, meme is not about that's that. A, that's a problem. That's a problem.
0: I mean, the problem. You know, I mean, you end up losing right. when you when you hand humor over to the to the right. Yeah. You can, you know, that's, that's just like, I mean, what it's a, I think it's a major problem of the left that it has and actually decided it,
1: it to, to lose
0: humor. It has decided to, to, to,
1: to throw humor in the bin because it's a dangerous uh, tool. And it's not about comedy because I believe there are really brilliant comedians who can, you know, create com- complex and engaging content th- without being offensive. I think it's the offensive joke in the everyday kind of relationships that is um, what we sacrifice and uh, it could have a function um, that could be also like it has to do with class i think and and all kinds of codes of of niceness and of codes of like respectability that are kind of very middle class. We're tre- treading slightly in an uh, anti-PC territory. Yeah, yeah, I know, I'm aware. And I'm like, whatever, I'm basically I'm not interested in the anti-PC, whatever, like, you know, campaigning, oh, we should all be using offensive language. I'm more interested in, like, discussing what we do, like making, because I am someone who is kind of not using this type of offensive jokes, and I'm, wondering why do i do that and you know i want this not to be an automatic process i want this to be like a conscious decision and like a conscious strategy and conscious kind of and way of creating relationships i don't know Uh, but then someone can say
0: uh, having this automatic filter that cuts the offensive jokes just means that you're socially sensitive and nice as a person yeah and why shouldn't it be like that because and my 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 problem is more that's why I'm saying that my Mm. problem is more psychoanalytic because I think yeah it it presupposes that therefore you are not racist therefore you're not this therefore you're not that Mm. and you convince yourself that you are some kind of pure person because right. you have a performativity of uh, you know of niceness of middle class niceness yeah and actually that does not deal with the dark instincts of the human being because the human beings because human beings have dark instincts and the the the, the type of humor that that offends or belittles people, what can we do? This is something that people do as children. I'm not saying that people should remain as children. We're Mm. not animals. Mm. But we're not totally not animals
1: either. I think maybe there is this idea that uh, if you kind of express this aggression through humor, then you don't have to actually act on the aggression. Yeah, the whole boxing argument that boxers are...
0: Peaceful because they express their...
1: Because they're brain damaged. (laughs)
0: That That, you know,
1: there is the...
0: I mean, come on, there is this position that, you know, we all have some element of violence in us and it's good to express it somehow. I
1: have this other theory about brain damage in America. Have I told you? No. About the roller coasters? No. That because America has so many roller coasters and they're actually really bad for your brain and they all do it as children how do you know that they're bad for your brain i've read some research and they really? all do it as children they all do it because they have so many of them and then they end up like being like you know americans and <laughs> i think someone should study the correlation
0: <laughs> let's go to a song <laughs>
1: We're back. We're back. And you know what time it is? Oh my God. What time is it? It's time for Poet of... The Week. The Week. My God. Who is the Poet of the Week?
0: The Poet of the Week is Frank
1: O'Hara. Oh, so nice.
0: You should tell us a few things
1: about uh, Frank. He... He's been around in the fifties and the sixties and uh, you know what I found really annoying I was reading like a biography and it was like oh he was part of this poets um New York school not to be uh, confused with the um, painters um movement of the same name because the painter's movement was about like abstract expressionism whereas the poets It was all about like spoken language and stuff like that. And this, Malaga, this is the epistemic violence of conventional art history. Because, of course, they're they're not distinct because they were the same people, the same companies, they were friends. And just because it has different expression in different media, it doesn't mean, um, you know what, like, oh, this idea of like an artistic movement that it has this specific characteristic and you know what i mean yeah
0: but you're kind of talking crap no? because yeah because f- in very many movements there is poetry together with film and exactly this and exactly So i'm not sure what you were reading you were reading some crap probably I, but because it's in, often. in very many it's not so often
1: no no
0: in du- during the 20th
1: century there are very many cases in which Dax, it's not true it's not true and you will see th- how people talk about uh, dada and they focus on one medium and they don't show how the intermediality of the movement and some figures yes, like they do no they don't and some of the figures that they are like the writers they don't have the same representation in art history as the as the other members of the of the of the movement no no Maybe b- you read more nuanced uh, art history and I read more Wikipedia. basic. Wikipedia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks. Do you have something to say about Frank O'Hara apart from your r- generally vague people don't combine media when discussing movements? Comment.
1: I like him. He's a really good poet. <laughs> I like what he did with poetry and he's obviously very um, influential
0: and about his life? Do you have something to read? About to um,
1: his life. Yeah. His special friends. Yeah. <laughs> um he's gay. Uh-huh. You know. Is that it? Yeah. Do you want to read?
0: I'm going to read it. Actually I'm I, I'm 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 happy to read a gay poem. Mm-hmm because um have I told you? No. I'm reclaiming my gay identity. Good for you. Because I think uh queer politics have taken my gay identity and slashed it.
1: Okay. But because wait for the Q letter, please. Because I please. think
0: queers are fascists.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So, uh <laughs> I'm I'm reclaiming I'm reclaiming my <laughs> gay identity.
1: On that, mild, uh, On that statement. mild
0: statement I'm reclaiming my gay identity. For James Dean. Welcome me, if you will, as the ambassador of a hatred who knows its cause and does not envy you your whim of ending him. For a young actor I am begging peace, gods, alone in the empty streets of New York. I am its dirty feet and head and he is dead. He has banged into your wall of air, your hubris racing towards your heights, and you have cut him from your table, which is built how unfairly for us. Not on trees, but on clouds. I speak as one whose filth is like his own, of pride and speed, and your terrible example nearer than the siren's speech a spirit eager for the punishment which is your only recognition. Peace oops, excuse me peace to be true to a city of rats, and to love the envy of the dreary smudged mouthers of an arcane dejection, smoldering quietly in the perception of hopelessness and scandal at unnatural vigour. The dreams are their own, as are the toilets of a great railway terminal and the sequins of a very small, very fat eyelid. I take this for myself, and you take up the thread of my life between your teeth, tin thread and tarnished with abuse, you still shall hear as long as the beast in me maintains its taciturn power to close my lids in tears, and my loins move yet in the ennobling pursuit of all the worlds you have left me alone in and would be the dolorous destruction from while you summon your army of anguishes which is a million hooting blood vessels on the eyes and in the ears at the instant before death. Um, I th- it's a it's it's actually an extract from a longer
1: poem, mm. but I
0: think I I stop here. It's like such a first a good part. Poem, right. It's
1: it's wow! It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And, and why can't why can't
0: Greeks write like this? W- why such a problem? And 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 uh, is it to do with the English mm. language?
1: Thanks. We've never had such a m- like movement in in uh, the poets here this idea of, like, let's try to bring spoken words and, like, spoken language into poetry and transform poetry. Um, it's never been, like, a movement here like that. At the same time that Frank O'Hara was writing like this, you know, you know, people in Greece, they were kind of trying to... Talk about flowers. No, like, try to build... Revolution. To build a new language. They were, like, doing this modernist thing. Um, and But, like, you know based on the work of Pound and Elliot and this kind of, this generation. But not right,
0: even Elliot.
1: Yeah, but like also... Or,
0: or supposedly based on Elliot, but actually ending up writing significantly more flowery. Because
1: it's more complicated also what was spoken language in Greece at the time, you know. You know, like all these debates around the different dialects and etc. Cetera, et cetera, The modernization of the language and so on. And creating a new
0: national but identity. But let's not let's not uh, talk about talk so Greeks. much about this. I mean, very nice, very nice d- text. Right, beautiful. text. He writes
1: yeah. so beautifully, mm. and I was really uh, I was really looking forward for to uh, coming to the letter O to read some of his work. Anyway,
0: um, let's move into a song, mm. and then we take our last letter for for the day. Last our minute. our last uh, phrase uh, word <laughs> for the day. Yes.
5: My name Sweet.
2: war, ist der Test das negativ gewesen.
6: Millionen schaffte der. tausend und einmalig gut.
5: War nur eine kleine Regelstörung. Ja, aufregend, prickelt. Zwölf Uhr. Was direkt? Na, der Kaffee. Also der schmeckt
7: ja heute wirklich ausgezeichnet.
0: Our last word for the day.
1: We've made it.
0: We have a new podcast.
1: So exciting!
0: Very exciting. We, we and and thank you for staying with us all the way.
1: Th- Two hours. You know, it's yes. good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. And we will uh, we will check uh, so that you listen carefully to all of the things we've said. Next episode, we will. Uh, test you i don't like when people listen to podcasts while doing other things why you need to commit
0: yes but (laughs) we bubble a bit as well it's true so it's a bit different and i
1: never listen to our podcast anyway (laughs) you don't i mean no i mean why should we listen to our podcast we it's we
0: we we would listen to other people's podcast
1: do you listen to other people's podcasts (laughs)
0: But I generally listen to other people talking. Do you? <laughs> yeah. I like, for example, lectures and I never miss anything by contrapoints. Yeah. Just I like I like when contrapoints speaks. It's good stuff. Yes. Anyway, so last what's word. So, the, what's the last word for the day?
1: It's, um, it's a strange word. Yeah? It's the word obvious. Mm-hmm. Obvious.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Something that's really obvious. Mm-hmm. What, about it? What, what does about it? what does it mean, obvious? Well, you tell us. <laughs> I mean, l- there is the first level, the semantics. In something that y- does not need really ex- an explanation, uh-huh. right? It's like self-evident. It's obvious. It's like, duh. duh
7: uh, uh.
1: It's obvious. It's yeah. like... What part of it don't you get?
0: I mean, there is <laughs> a uh, already when we're trying to describe it. Then there is a kind of Foucauldian power in really? the
3: performativity.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Sorry, because <laughs> I mean,
0: there is already there is already a performance of you know something agreed upon that right. the other person doesn't get. It's like, hello, like are you totally like? You know, come on, get on the bus or something. <laughs> you know. so it's like
1: um, you only say something is obvious if sa- if it's actually not that obvious and someone is not getting it. Yeah, <laughs> of course, <laughs>
0: of course. There is a. It's almost like it's uh, It's um, it's uh, to say that something is obvious mm-hmm. is um, is I- is is being offensive. Really, it's be it's being mean. It's mm. being uh, judgmental.
1: So. There's Interestingly nothing, there is
0: nothing that is obvious, really.
1: Exactly. Especially if someone is asking. Um, but, like, this particular word becomes a tool in the hands of certain people. For example, in the arts world. Oh. <laughs> oh the fine arts. Oh, the fine... But the... F- oh. Okay, I mean, do we're, we're done with the fine arts. We're do-
0: we're like... S- we were done with the fine art world before we... We're done
1: with identical... No,
0: before we <laughs> entered the fine art world. It's true. Like, w- before we even talked or I- imagined or thought about the art world, we were done with the art I world. G- it's the most vacuous and uh, vapid uh, cesspool of <laughs> of nothingness.
1: Cesspool of nothingness. <laughs> yes, one could say this is a bit harsh. the different cesspool of s- shit. <laughs> no. Hmm.
0: Does the word cesspool exist? Yeah. Or is it a portmanteau of pool and cesspit? Cesspool. Is it called cesspool? For the arts, b- for <laughs> the arts world. I'm gonna make a portmanteau that means. Dumb. Yeah, no, in the arts, for example, they have this whole thing about, oh, you shouldn't make things that are too obvious because then they are derivative and you should, like, obscure them somehow and something like this.
1: And we are really often being accused of breaking this law.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of the non-obvious. Which
1: is really fun. The obscure, what what
0: was that... uh, Obscure also from all. Was it obscure or was it... What was the word uh, of that uh, exhibition?
1: Oh, the ambiguity. Ambiguity.
0: Ambiguity. Oh, don't get me started with ambiguity. Ambiguity is terrible. I hate
1: it. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Like there are multiple rules. (laughs)
0: Ambiguity. Ambiguity, it's almost like it's... The whole concept of ambiguity is suggesting that there are things that are not ambiguous, as if like life is so simple.
2: <laughs> Sorry,
0: darling, that you think you reach the ambiguous. Everything is ambiguous. Ah, so you the mean simpler something is, the more ambiguous it is, you fool.
1: Mm. So you mean that basically the ambiguity as a as a as a goal yeah, is fascistic. ambiguity
0: as a goal is is I don't know about fascistic, <laughs> but it's like what the <laughs> fuck? Are you, like, in primary school, you think, like, ambiguity can be a goal? And and if ambiguity is a goal, you think that what you're doing makes any sense or does
1: anything? It doesn't. So you think we should weaponize the obvious? Uh, I don't think... No, n- n- not neither. A suggestive neither. <laughs> not a suggestive question at all. Not <laughs> I, ni- <laughs> neither.
0: I think ambiguity and obviousness are not... Part of what makes something interesting, right? It's a bit like you know. It 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 reminds me a little bit of the, of how Germans use the word boring. Like they love the word boring. Really, you didn't didn't know know that? I didn't know. Ah, they love to say this is boring. It's almost like, and every time, of course, I end up like dismantling what it means boring and. 10 minutes later I tell them they "Okay, the okay the, the re only reason you do that is because efe- effectively it's a psychoanalytic projection of the fact that you are German therefore extremely boring <laughs> you know it takes about 10 minutes to reach there, there that point because I did know they love oh, the, 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 this is so boring I, I don't like it I mean it sucks it's
3: <laughs> yes I mean,
0: we haven't
1: been in Germany for quite a long time now. Well, and, and
0: actually, we, we, you know, we managed to do today two <laughs> offensive jokes: one about Germans and one about Americans.
3: You know, which brings our show Whatever. so
0: beautifully into, a rounded, rounded up, rounded like yes. the letter O. Yes. Um Full circle. Um, no, I mean, I mean. For me, I mean, if, you're, if your point is to, like, you start with something in order to, like, I mean, I think, okay, when, when you're creating things, yeah. I think you should have, you know, I, I'm not saying that everything should be improvisational and that you should not have an aim in advance. Yeah, no. But if you have an aim... But your aim is to not have an, a a a a result that sucks. That's just like form. Then there is nothing to
1: that. And w- it's kind of like
0: sad. And it's really sad because you're basically performing the uh, the artist.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, I have a really basic idea, and I will my work will be to conceal the fact that I have a basic idea. Yeah. This is it. Oh Jesus Christ. This is it. This is and art. And uh, and I think it's most things actually to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah.
0: People the, the what m- people mostly do in any field academia is to, con- is to con- uh, in academia and in the arts and so on is to conceal how little they have to
1: actually say. But uh, people need to make a living, you know. Yeah, okay.
0: I <laughs> like this kind of <laughs> suddenly we are <laughs> in a cafe with old people
1: (laughs) we've made it to the end
0: yeah and you have made it with us our beloved uh,
1: listeners this episode is over now yes Ah, you get it over yeah well done Mm -hmm. thank you everyone for listening to the ABC of Vita we're back how uh, should we
0: do like a plenum a what like a plenary how did it feel?
1: I don't even know the word.
0: How did it feel? <laughs> How did the show feel
1: to you? A postlude. Yeah. I'm really excited. I really enjoy it. How
0: are we, we going to do more?
1: Yeah, we I think.
0: Are we going to finish the alphabet?
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> another fourteen episodes, so. You're not sure yet. Maybe. Maybe. Why not? You know, we have some good letters coming up. No. Yes. Like do you
0: think do you think our, the, the style of our show, which is humorous, fits with the bleakness of our society at the moment?